Happy Wednesday, everyone. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast. I'm Jonathan. I'm Emily. And it's still freaking cold outside. It's so. still winter. It's not even officially winter yet. We what? Have like, it's our, we have like four days to go until it's for real and for true winter. Uh, this is terrible. All right, so to bring more terribleness to your tabletop, we're going to get some intermediate level games that have to do with the cold. <laughs> quite a few cases of because you know, winter has this sort of cachet of being cute and snuggly and warm and Christmassy and all this yeah, other stuff. Yeah, you know, the like, blanket of snow on the ground, the Christmas lights, the cute mittens. The holiday cheer, all that stuff. The hot chocolate, the hot apple cider. As a result, um, there are lots of popular games out there that wind up getting a sort of a Christmas dusting to make them look sort of wintry. Like, you know, there's Christmasopoly, of course. That's mm, probably... Monopoly Christmas, exactly. right? Same game, but with, you know, snow on the board. They did the same thing with Carcassonne. You know, a really popular family game. It's this adorable sort of winter landscape. Adorable. I haven't actually seen it, but it doesn't surprise me. I mean, you're right in that the, the twee appeal of the Hollywood Christmas winter kind of thing is is deep and strong. You know? The um, There's also the, uh, the Ticket to Ride version, which was the Nordic Countries. That one... Well, the main reason why they did that one is because Ticket to Ride maps are fairly sprawling Mm -hmm. kind of things Mm -hmm. with lots of space, which means they're not that great with two or three players. And the whole point of the Nordic Countries game was... small, right? Exactly. It's this tight sort of map that's really well suited to two or three players. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's also kind of wintry on the board, right? It really is. It's kind of like like purple and blue and white and like little snowflakes and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Nordic countries, it's winter all year long, of course. And it even has white and purple trains, Mm -hmm. which aren't in the base game. And, uh, of course, you can combine those with your other ones. If somebody really, really wants to be purple, they can. Uh, Even in your regular North America game. It it doesn't really feel especially wintry, though. Apart from the cosmetics Mm -hmm. on the board, it's... um, Let's see, There's the, it's got tunnels, right? Just like a Ticket to Ride Europe, so you yeah. have to expend extra cards maybe to mm-hmm. dig through tunnels because it's Scandinavia and it's mountainous. But other than that, there aren't really any mechanical differences, are there? No, I don't think so. And I mean, you're, you're, the term you used, you know, a light dusting of Christmas, is, I find, like, quite accurate. I mean, it's... We've, I think we've talked about, like, re-themes of games before. And, like, yeah. really, at its, at its base like least complicated least involved people retheme games just by like painting in a different color you know and a lot of the time especially if it's a game with kind of broad more like broad strokes themes to begin with like you don't actually need to do anything to apply a different theme to it mm-hmm. you know um i mean you spoke of carcassonne and they did the star wars carcassonne retheme and they only added they changed a few things but they didn't have to they could have totally not i mean people would have thrown a fit because then there wouldn't have been lightsabers in their <laughs> star wars carcassonne but you know like make your game wintry you don't actually have to think about it that much you just put snow on there put your meeples in little hats you know all right, so what if you want something that's more than just a cosmetic difference? What if you want something that actually is going to evoke the feel? Like, kind of like you know, those dexterity games invoke the feeling of slipping on ice mm-hmm. when we talked about on Monday. Um, there's, uh, I, I guess in some ways, K2 is probably the easiest one to bring up as something that really does evoke that. K2 is the name of a mountain. It is the, it's not as tall as Mount Everest, but it's deadlier to climb. It has the highest death-to-summit ratio of any mountain it's madness it's ugh. and so here's a game that has you trying to climb this incredibly precarious mountain 
and it's actually got like the difficulty level in this game isn't like easy medium hard it's like summer autumn winter oh yeah and the the elements actually change and the the the, the place is more hostile and as a result your chance of getting killed are is higher higher if you play it in the winter and this is a game where you not only have to acclimatize to the cold you know, not only is your gear important but you have to rest for a while to acclimatize to the pressure change mm-hmm. as you're going up and to the uh, and to how thin the oxygen is getting that's really interesting. I mean, compared to, you know, reskins like Ticket to Ride Nordic Countries or Winter Cargo Zone, that's such a good example of a game that really uses winter as a sort of oppressive thing, it really you know? Does. And I mean, like in the deep deep darkest coldest worst days of winter, like sometimes you walk out of the door and you just want to cry, you know? Like it's so terrible and so oppressive and you don't want to leave the house, you don't want to leave work, you don't want to do anything. And that sounds like it really sort of leans into that quality it as really opposed does. to, you know, the icing sugar on everything, you know. It's uh, you know, the the board has this icy cold mountain. If you flip it over, there's a steeper face of the mountain on the oh other side God. that you can use if you want to be truly death defying. Or just dead, um, but um, yeah, it, it it really does evoke that that feeling, and it's very impressive in that respect. I think um, Snow Tales. Do you ever play Snow Tales? No, that's about the the, the dogs, right? Yeah, the, the dogs, sled dogs. Yeah, and uh, I think it was republished uh, as Mush Mush, a bit more recently. We never really managed to have that one out at Snakes and Lattes because the board is so huge once you lay it out. I mean, recently we got Flamme Rouge, the, the sort of Tour de France-style bicycle race thing. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. board on that one is just manageable for our tables. Snow Tails, the board is huge. Um, it's made up of all these little modular pieces with straights and corners and trees and stuff. And you lay it out to make your, your, your course that you're going to race your dog sleds across. And it's divided into lanes and there are obstacles and stuff. Um, so it looks super wintry. And... Um, Apart from the fact, though, that it's got this... I mean, it could just as easily have been something else. And it would still worked. I mean, you could have had... Well, wait a minute. You can't really do dog sleds at other seasons, can you? Because I mean, snow, not, not, not effectively, to... right? I mean, like, you could, you could like, strap a few dogs to your wagon if you really wanted to, but that's terrible for the dogs, and I don't think that you'd get very far. It seems like a bad idea. Oh, a terrible idea. Don't do that. And, um, and, and, it, and the fact that it is dogs actually is important, because... Each player's got their sled, and one dog on the left, and one dog on the right, mm-hmm. and they've got their break. And every turn, you play two cards. One for how fast the dog on the left is going to be running, mm-hmm. one for how fast the dog on the right is going to be running. And that determines not only how fast you go, but what Which direction. direction? Yeah. Exactly. So if the dog on the right is running faster, you're going to go to the right. And yeah. over to the left. If the dog on the left is going faster, you're going to you, angle over towards the right. Do you have right. to like take breaks so your dogs can take naps? Do you have to like feed them, let them pee? You've got, you've got limited uh, cards, which kind of like in Flamme Rouge. There's only a certain number mm-hmm. of cards, and some of them are higher numbers, and some of them are lower mm-hmm. numbers. So you have to sort of decide when you're going to push and when you're going you're to relax, give a chance yeah. to, to rest for a bit. Mm-hmm. And the race isn't meant to be that long, I think. It's just a single go. Okay. Um, so it's not inhumane. It doesn't feel Good, inhumane. good, yeah. Um, and for you know, if you're a dog lover, then this is probably a game that you would enjoy. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Yes, the, I guess the fact that it does really evoke that feel of, the, yeah, these is an actual dog sled. You couldn't just say that it's a chariot race or mm-hmm. something. Or could you? Like with two horses? Yeah. I guess you could. They have the same sort of thing. So, all right. So it's really, again, just cosmetic. But, I mean, it's cosmetic but to a very specific sort of thing, you know? Like it's specifically racing with two 
living things attached to your thing you know so you could do yeah you're right you could do you know chariots with horses you could do some sort of fantasy thing with you know your pegasuses in the sky or your dragons or whatever but it's still i would i would say that even though it is just a slightly superficial theme i don't think it's that superficial you know and the theme has enough charm Mm -hmm. that and And it seems like they go into it like deep enough that and um it's I've never really questioned it before this mm-hmm. moment because, um, well, this is what we do. We tear things apart mm-hmm. and see how they work. But, um, yeah, that's that's those two, K2 and uh, Snowtails, are probably the ones that I would most think of as far as a case where we're not just having a light dusting of the thing, where we're really trying to do something that's going to make you put you in a sense mm-hmm. of where it's cold, where it's winter. Arctic Scavengers is one I haven't had the chance to try yet. That one's a deck-building game. About what? Uh, so I think the idea is that it's a post-apocalyptic thing. Okay. But it's not a zombie apocalypse like Dead of Winter. It's just like The a, nuclear winter apocalypse? Exactly. All right. And it is very much a winter out there. Um, that it's some other sort of societal collapse. I don't think they even explain it. Mysterious. Um, so you're spooky. living in these sort of uh, deep... You're, you're still in the city, but there's no power. Mm-hmm. And there's no water. Mm-hmm. And it's cold out. <laughs> And you've got your group, your team, your group, which is basically your deck. It's a deck building game, mm-hmm. you, like Dominion or any of these others we've talked about in the show before. Um, but you also want to say, okay, do I raid the other players? Do I mostly just scavenge our own stuff? You know, where do we focus? So the cold becomes something that you all have to deal with mm-hmm. in that one. But uh, again, it could it could have happened in some other setting. The fact that they chose it to be Arctic gives it a nice dusting of, of theme and it also again makes it look cold yeah the blue and the white is everywhere mm. the intermediate stuff i guess doesn't really have a lot to offer let's 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 come back on friday and see if we can find something a little bit more in depth to go into sounds great right. see you then bye, bye.